Story eighteen of Strictly Business. More stories of the four million by O. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. Story eighteen The Girl and the Habit. Habit a tendency or aptitude acquired by custom or frequent repetition the critics have assailed every source of inspiration save one to that one we are driven for our moral theme when we levied upon the masters of old they gleefully dug up the parallels to our columns when we strove to set forth real life they reproached us for trying to imitate henry george george washington washington irving and irving bachelor we wrote of the west and the east and they accused us of both jesse and henry james we wrote from our heart and they said something about a disordered liver we took a text from matthew or er yes deuteronomy but the preachers were hammering away at the inspiration idea before we could get into type so driven to the wall we go for our subject matter to the reliable old moral unassailable vadimicum the unabridged dictionary miss merriam was a cashier at hinkle's hinkle's is one of the big downtown restaurants it is in what the papers call the financial district each day from twelve o'clock to two hinkle's was full of hungry customers messenger boys stenographers brokers owners of mining stock promoters inventors with patents pending and also people with money the cashiership at hinkle's was no sinecure hinkle egged and toasted and griddle caked and coffeed a good many customers and he lunched as good a word as dined many more it might be said that hinkle's breakfast crowd was a contingent but his luncheon patronage amounted to a horde miss merriam sat on a stool at a desk enclosed on three sides by a strong high fencing of woven brass wire through an arched opening at the bottom you thrust your waiter's check and the money while your heart went pit-a-pat for miss merriam was lovely and capable she could take forty-five cents out of a two-dollar bill and refuse an offer of marriage before you could next lost your chance please don't shove she could keep cool and collected while she collected your check give you the correct change win your heart indicate the toothpick stand and rate you to a quarter of a cent better than bradstreet could to a thousand in less time than it takes to pepper an egg with one of hinkle's casters there is an old and dignified allusion to the fierce light that beats upon a throne the light that beats upon the young lady cashier's cage is also something fierce the other fellow is responsible for the slang every male patron of hinkle's from the ADT boys up to the curbstone brokers, adored Miss Merriam. When they paid their checks, they wooed her with every wile known to Cupid's art. Between the meshes of the brass railing went smiles, winks, 
compliments tender vows invitations to dinner sighs languishing looks and merry banter that was wafted pointedly back by the gifted miss merriam there is no coin of vantage more effective than the position of young lady cashier she sits there easily queen of the court of commerce she is duchess of dollars and devoirs countess of compliments and coin leading lady of love and luncheon you take from her a smile and a canadian dime and you go your way uncomplaining you count the cheery word or two that she tosses you as misers count their treasures and you pocket the change for a five uncomputed perhaps the brass-bound inaccessibility multiplies her charms anyhow she is a shirt-waisted angel immaculate trim manicured seductive bright-eyed ready alert psyche circe and Otti in one separating you from your circulating medium after your sirloin medium the young men who broke bread at hinkle's never settled with the cashier without an exchange of badinage and open compliment many of them went to greater lengths and dropped promissory hints of theatre tickets and chocolates the older men spoke plainly of orange blossoms generally withering the tentative petals by after allusions to harlem flats one broker who had been squeezed by copper proposed to miss merriam more regularly than he ate during a brisk luncheon hour miss merriam's conversation while she took money for checks would run something like this good morning mr haskins sir it's natural thank you don't be quite so fresh hello johnny ten fifteen twenty chase along now or they'll take the letters off your cap beg pardon count it again please oh don't mention it vaudeville thanks not on your moving picture i was to see carter and had a gabbler on wednesday night with mr simmons excuse me i thought that was a quarter twenty-five and seventy-five's a dollar got that ham and cabbage habit yet i see billy who are you addressing say you'll get all that's coming to you in a minute oh fudge mr basket you're always fooling no well maybe i'll marry you some day three four and sixty-five is five kindly keep them remarks to yourself if you please ten cents excuse me the check calls for seventy well maybe it is a one instead of a seven. Oh, do you like it that way mr saunders some prefer a pomp but they say this cleo de meridi does suit refined features and ten is fifty hike along there buddy don't take this for a coney island ticket booth huh why macy's don't it fit nice oh no it isn't too cool these lightweight fabrics is all the go this season come again please that's the third time you've tried to what forget it that lead quarter is an old friend of mine sixty-five must have had your salary raised mr wilson i seen you on sixth avenue tuesday afternoon mr de forest swell oh my who is she what's the matter with it why it ain't money what columbian half well this ain't south america yes i like the mixed best friday awfully sorry but i take my jiu-jitsu lessons on friday thursday then thanks that's sixteen times i've been told that this morning i guess i must be beautiful cut that out please who do you think i am 
why mr westbrook do you really think so the idea one eighty and twenty's a dollar thank you ever so much but i don't ever go automobile riding with gentlemen your aunt well that's different perhaps please don't get fresh your check was fifteen cents i believe kindly step aside and let hello ben coming around thursday evening there's a gentleman going to send around a box of chocolates and forty and sixty is a dollar and one is two about the middle of one afternoon the dizzy goddess vertigo whose other name is fortune suddenly smote an old wealthy and eccentric banker while he was walking past hinkles on his way to a street car a wealthy and eccentric banker who rides in street cars is move up please there are others a samaritan a pharisee a man and a policeman who were first on the spot lifted banker mcramsey and carried him into hinkle's restaurant when the aged but indestructible banker opened his eyes he saw a beautiful vision bending over him with a pitiful tender smile bathing his forehead with beef tea and chafing his hands with something frappe out of a chafing dish mr mcramsey sighed lost a vest button gazed with deep gratitude upon his fair preserveress and then recovered consciousness to the seaside library all who are anticipating a romance banker mcramsey had an aged and respected wife and his sentiments toward miss merriam were fatherly he talked to her for half an hour with interest not the kind that went with his talks during business hours the next day he brought mrs mcramsey down to see her the old couple were childless they had only a married daughter living in brooklyn to make a short story shorter the beautiful cashier won the hearts of the good old couple they came to hinkle's again and again they invited her to their old-fashioned but splendid home in one of the east seventies miss merriam's winning loveliness her sweet frankness and impulsive heart took them by storm they said a hundred times that miss merriam reminded them so much of their lost daughter the brooklyn matron nee ramsey had the figure of buddha and a face like the ideal of an art photographer miss merriam was a combination of curves smiles rose leaves pearls satin and hair tonic posters enough of the fatuity of parents a month after the worthy couple became acquainted with miss merriam she stood before hinkle one afternoon and resigned her cashiership they're going to adopt me she told the bereft restaurateur they're funny old people but regular dears and a swell home they have got say hinkle there isn't any use of talking i'm on the a la carte to wear brown duds and goggles in a whiz wagon or marry a duke at least still i somehow hate to break out of the old cage i've been cashiering so long i feel funny doing anything else i'll miss joshing the fellows awfully when they line up to pay for the buckwheat's end but i can't let this chance slide and they're awfully good hinkle i know i'll have a swell time you owe me nine sixty-two and a half for the week cut out the half if it hurts you hinkle and they did miss merriam became miss rosa mcramsey and she graced the transition 
beauty is only skin deep but the nerves lie very near to the skin nerve but just here will you oblige by perusing again the quotation with which this story begins the mcramsies poured out money like domestic champagne to polish their adopted one milliners dancing masters and private tutors got it miss er mcramsey was grateful loving and tried to forget hinkles to give ample credit to the adaptability of the american girl hinkles did fade from her memory and speech most of the time not everyone will remember when the earl of heightsbury came to east seventy street america he was only a fair to medium earl without debts and he created little excitement but you will surely remember the evening when the daughters of benevolence held their bazaar in the waldorf astoria hotel for you were there and you wrote a note to fanny on the hotel paper and mailed it just to show her that you did not very well that was the evening the baby was sick of course at the bazaar the mcramsies were prominent miss mer er mcramsey was exquisitely beautiful the earl of heightsbury had been very attentive to her since he dropped in to have a look at america at the charity bazaar the affair was supposed to be going to be pulled off to a finish an earl is as good as a duke better his standing may be lower but his outstanding accounts are also lower our ex-young lady cashier was assigned to a booth she was expected to sell worthless articles to knobs and snobs at exorbitant prices the proceeds of the bazaar were to be used for giving the poor children of the slums a christmas dint say did you ever wonder where they get the other three hundred and sixty-four miss mcramsey beautiful palpitating excited charming radiant fluttered about in her booth an imitation brass network with a little arched opening fenced her in along came the earl assured delicate accurate admiring admiring greatly and faced the open wicket you look charming you know pawn my word you do my dear he said beguilingly miss mcramsey whirled around cut that joshing out she said coolly and briskly who do you think you are talking to your check please oh lordy patrons of the bazaar became aware of a commotion and pressed around a certain booth the earl of heightsbury stood near by pulling a pale blonde and puzzled whisker miss mcramsey has fainted someone explained end of story eighteen the girl and the habit